This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Right, what is the dream scenario for Texan fans? Before we get to that, let's just remind you of how awesome D'Amico Ryans is. Here was D'Amico Ryans talking about the physicality of defenses he coaches and how he prepares his team. Is that sort of physicality something you have to establish in training camp? And, uh, you know, maybe it might be a tougher training camp than with other teams, but do you feel like that's a necessary component of making sure guys know from the jump? Oh, yeah. Our guys know from not only training camp, they know from OTAs, like our first meeting with our guys, like that's that's who we're going to be. Like we're going to be a physical defense. So guys understand that before we even put pads on, they understand the type of the style of play we have to play as a defense and we carry that on throughout training camp. Is it going to be tough? Yes, it's going to be tough, but anything worth, worth having, you got to work hard at it, right? It's not going to be easy. It's not easy to be a physical defense, right? And coaches are grinding each and every week to bring that physicality out of you. But when you got the right guys in the locker room who have that mindset, like I don't have to speak on it much because you, you'll stick out like a sore thumb if you're not being physical on our defense. All right, so that was D'Amico Ryans on the physicality of his defense. You, you've got a good cut-up on that on your uh, on your social media? On my YouTube, yeah. On your YouTube, yeah. So, um, yeah, I just uh, – because it's, it's – you know, it's interesting. Not everybody has to bribe players to injure the opponent. Right. To try to motivate your defensive players. It's something that's – Curious to be watched. It's weird how the guy that feeds all these stories to guys like Colin Coward doesn't have really Bounty Gate brought up all that much anymore. He doesn't. It's kind of strange, strange, isn't it? The way that works. It, no, it, it, it's legitimately weird that it doesn't get brought I mean, up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, well, you see. Yeah. He's cozy with all these guys. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or, or at least he's cozy with some of them. Right. Um. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, he, the, when I talk about, when you, you're evaluating coaches' references, and you evaluate what are other people saying about them. And you get a whole lot of perfunctory praise from people about coaches. Oh, yes, he's done a very good job for us. Oh, yes, he's very, very bright. I like to look for effusive, over-the-top praise. And D'Amico Ryans gets that kind of praise from his players and from other coaches, uh, in, in including like Matt Schaub, who he played with, talking about how D'Amico used to try to pick his brain all the time about just why the offense does things a certain way. That's one of the things. D'Amico's reputation for quizzing offensive players and coaches about the offense is one of the things that makes me get over my fear of hiring a defensive coach because ultimately it comes down to, okay, is he, does he really genuinely understand offensive coaches and their challenges? And I think D'Amico has 
put more effort into that perhaps than a lot of other guys. Is there a certain type of player that's cool with the mindset we just heard D'Amico talking about? Like, is that something that they're – if D'Amico's the head coach, the thirst for physicality, I'll say on both sides of the ball, probably the need to practice, yeah. those types of things. Is that something they're going to have to vet well when they're scouting guys or looking at free agents? I mean, that we're in an NFL where the physicality of practice is one of the things that's at an actual bargaining chip yeah. with the players' union. Well, yeah, that's right. I don't know. I don't know how just absolutely physical the practices are, okay. or whether it's a you know if it's an issue of do they you know do they have more injuries or not. I think some of it, when it comes to tackling and just effort and defense, a lot of it has more to do with running than than anything else. Like, like Gary Kubiak, Gary Kubiak was known as a guy that had very like quote unquote less physical practices, and that was a a, a bonus for players because you're not necessarily getting stupid injuries all the time, but you ran and ran and ran in his practices. I was a some of the most tired I've been was after his first year here, just because you're you're playing against that zone offense, that zone running offense. So you just run to the sideline every damn play, or you're running to the sideline realizing it's a bootleg and then running back the other way. So it's a, like they were hard practices. Um, and just getting guys to practice that way. Dan Quinn is a different, uh, like different style in some ways than D'Amico Ryan's, but like those guys run and run and run for Dallas. You can, you can see, you can see that they play the way they practice. Would you rather have a practice that's, that's really hard because of the physicality or really hard because of the running? Oh, the physicality, just cause that would mean just stand. Like, that I seems to, to play into what you would well, like Well, yeah, I used do. to love nine on seven drill because then you're, that's, you're just standing there and soaking up double teams or you're. You beat a guy, and then you only have to take three steps to tackle him. Um, you know, like beautiful a, inside run. Well, that's inside run drill too. Yeah, that's a, that's more fun or blitz period or something like that. Um, John Crumpler, who um, John does a nice job uh, covering the Texans for um, USA Today, the Texan Wire, and he put up an interesting poll yesterday. And I'm looking at this, and I'm going, okay, are we setting ourselves up? For disappointment, I have been. I've tried to be so conscious of not trying to get my hopes way, way high on this coaching search. Not because I don't think the Texans can close the deal, but because I've experienced the last two years of Lovey Smith and David Culley. Um, the candidates for this job this time around excite me way more than the last couple of years. So that gets me excited. But his question was this: With the information available, what's the dream Houston offseason if they're going to take a quarterback with their first pick? Um, and he's got four choices. D'Amico and Bryce. Okay. D'Amico and Stroud. Okay. Gannon and Bryce. Hmm. Gannon and Stroud. <laughs> now, again, you can only put four choices yeah. on a Twitter poll. Otherwise, I would put Steich in with each of those guys. Right, but yeah. I think Gannon's in there because he's a perceived favorite. He's a perceived favorite. I wonder, though, with Steichen, just the fact that he's worked with two young quarterbacks and gotten very good results out of them. Yeah. The fact that... Steichen was the OC for the Chargers when Herbert was the rookie of the year, and that Herbert in some ways seems to have gotten uh, like hit a glass ceiling of some sort. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that yeah, I would have rather gone seen Steichen with one of those guys. Okay, it might I'm, not matter. <laughs> I'm guessing. Okay, if people started, have they readjusted their expectations with the number two overall pick now and veered more towards CJ Stroud? I think a lot of people have. Okay. I'm going to say the dream scenario in your poll was. D'Amico and C.J. Stroud. This is John Crumpler's poll, but... uh, uh, It's yours now. It's mine now. I own it on the radio. Sorry, John. Uh, Only 19% for that one, Seth. Okay, yeah. I've misjudged our electorate. 77 
0.6%. Still want Bryce Young. D'Amico and Bryce. Okay. D'Amico okay. and Bryce, yeah. Look, I admire our, I admire their Gannon, steadfastness. But this, I mean, this goes to show you the disappointment that there will be if it's not D'Amico Ryans. I don't mean to set it up for so everybody's disappointed. This is how it goes on this poll. About 1,000 votes in here. D'Amico and Bryce Young, dream scenario, 78%. D'Amico and C.J. Stroud, 19%. Gannon and Bryce Young, 1.9%. Gannon and C.J. Stroud, 1.4%. So the combined Gannon scenarios don't even get to 3.5%. Yeah. People want their D'Amico Ryans, man. They want him bad. Well, yeah, that and that jives with your poll of 97% approval rating for yes. D'Amico Ryans. It should be a record in a Pender poll. That, oh, it would, yeah. It would be a record For any kind of poll. That, any for kind anything of poll. to get 97-plus percent previous, approval. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The previous high was Eric Bieniemy's approval rate. To be the Texans head coach in 2021. This is where I get nervous is, okay, what was our big objection with Bill O'Brien, the general manager? Was it like he was always trying to hit a parlay where it was, you take like seven improbable things and say, well, if this works out and if this works out and if this works out and if this works out, you stack too many of those ifs together and all of a sudden you're looking at a very improbable event. And with this, I'm saying, look, I don't mind getting a defensive coach whatsoever, even though the trend is going the other way. So, okay, I'm bucking the trend a little bit there. And now do I also not mind taking a quarterback who's far smaller than any quarterback, really, that's either been drafted in the first round or been successful as an NFL quarterback in the last several decades? Let's go for it. It's a parlay, yeah. Hey. But if. But if. If they pull it off, Hey, man. If they pull it off. The upside. The upside. Hey. Bob Kraft taking a chance on Bill Belichick was kind of a parlay, it worked. wasn't it? Traded, yeah. uh, Stolen from trade? the Jets. What, what draft pick did they have to trade for I, that? To the Jets, or I they, pen- they were penalized, I think. Not That wasn't a trade. That was a penalty, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'd have know. to go back and look. Belichick was with the Jets for like two days. Not <laughs> you. Yeah, it was. He had agreed to it, and then he wrote his resi- resignation on a napkin. Yeah. And then went up and gave like a half-hour press conference. We don't have enough napkin notes anymore. Everybody's texting and whatnot. We Nobody need, has a pen we, on them. We need more. I know. Yeah. We need more business done on, on napkins these days. We dropped some plays on napkins. I've seen some of that. There's a, You know what? There's something about a napkin. It's the limitations. It's yeah. like anything great creatively. Sometimes it's, it's because it's done within certain limitations, and it forces you. Like, you have to. It's like, okay, I'm going to come up with this plan and or this resignation. Like, let's not overthink it. I'm going to jot it on a napkin. I'm not going to get too verbose with it or anything. Here we go. Yep. Likewise with game plans and business ideas. Yeah. You put it on the napkin or you come up with the Keep idea. Keep it simple, stupid. Ideally, you come up with the idea, you hire consultants, you vet it out in front of focus groups, and then you write it out on a napkin and create a great story about it. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. My buddy and I were having beers down at the pub, and this old man... Uh, his name was, don't ask his name. This old man said, you know, it reminds me of a story from World War II. And we man. based our entire company this on that. A man named Corn Ferry sat down with yeah. six <laughs> of his associates and we hashed it all out on a cocktail napkin. Yeah. Uh, you're you got to have a cocktail napkin story. It's got to be involved. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, you're getting some suggestions for questions for Jeremy Pena. For those Ooh. who don't know, Seth is one of the co hosts for the Houston Sports Awards tomorrow night. It's a tradition like no other. Seth interviewing Ronald McDonald. And it's, I checked. I wasn't, uh, I am interviewing Ronald McDonald. You are again this year? Yes, yes. Um, So. But I'm also the pre-MC. Yeah, you're doing like the pre-game show. Yeah, that sounded vulgar. I'm the pre-MC. I'm doing, uh, it's, uh, or I'm one of the the pre-MCs. Yeah. Um, uh, But we're we're like, Alex Bregman is the. He's the host. He's the host. Yeah. Yeah. It's his show. 
Um, but you, along the way, are going to have a brief stand-up with Jeremy Pena where you ask him a question. Yes. And I'm supposed to, yeah, and they've just, they've given me license to, um, they've to, given me license to just ad-lib on that. Here are a few. I'm a little bit nervous that I'm going to get, I'm going to screw it up. Here's a couple that have come in on the Trailer Wheel and Frame text page. Trailer Wheel and Frame. 9085, tell Seth to ask Pena why Dusty wears those damn gloves. Is he about to pull briskets off the pit? With a lot of exclamation points and question marks after it. <laughs> Which is, uh, oh, his, his uh, latex his, gloves. His yeah. black gloves that he wears during games. Yeah. Just, did he start wearing those during COVID? I think he did, and then maybe just got superstitious. I think I, he's, a, got, he's a man of many superstitions. Yeah. And like, in kind of, he likes having, he likes uh, accessories. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He's got the wristbands. I mean, he's branding some of that stuff now. Um, he's got the toothpick. He's got the wristbands. He's got something else embroidered. Okay. Oh, and, uh, and Kennedy Smith, Patty Smith's daughter, is the co-pre-master of Oh, Ceremonies former track star well. at yeah. Texas A&M. That's yeah. awesome. That'll be good. That's a good squad right there. Um, 0780 has one serious question and one fun question. The serious question is an interesting one, probably way too nerdy for the Houston Sports Awards crowd. With the shift being banned, is that going to change the way you play or approach the shortstop position <laughs> since it's been the norm since you've been playing college and pro ball? That is an excellent question. And yet, yes, way too. Like, you will immediately heavy. become the most boring pre MC yeah. of all time. I've learned that before when you do stuff like this, you got to you gotta tailor it to the audience. And a lot of people there aren't sports radio listeners or actually like clued in on anything other than they like going to games and stuff. So I, because I tried to make a, I had a really good joke that would have killed you. But a few years ago, I can't remember. It was about a, basically a current event that was a little too sports nerdy, and it uh, just it, it, it felt like a rock. Fell flat. Yeah. yeah. So then um, I just started cursing everybody. Out. <laughs> you told you guys don't deserve me. Hey, this is the biggest crowd I'll be able to tell this at one time. Yeah. Go die, went, everybody. Go die, everybody. I went Jim Morrison on their asses. <laughs> I just like I just it completely fell apart. I was rolling around on stage. <laughs> uh, here's the here's the fun question. Okay. This could be, this would put Jeremy Pena on the spot. I don't know that he would answer this one. Who has the worst eating habits on the Astros? Well, Yuli, but he's not there anymore. No. I was say, is not anymore. <laughs> Remember, he cut out pizza and beer last year. No, his no, he's not average, there anymore. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, no, yeah. no, but, uh, but even his eating habits were bad two years ago. Yeah. He cut out the bad stuff, and his average dropped 100 points. Who is the fattest, uh, who's the chubbiest guy right now? Astro? That's a good well, I mean, probably Ma been Maldonado, fit. probably. I mean, but he's a catcher. He gets a pass. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Maldonado's got a boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have said fattest, but, you know, like the least chiseled. Remember that now still Maldonado. their pitching staff has gotten more rotund. They, yeah. they used to be incredibly fit as a pitching staff. Yeah. But now they're... They're more lovable as a pitching staff, and just that they've got more personality, and uh, and some of them are a little bit like they they they've got dad bods. They're Fromber, not fat, but they got dad bods. Fromber is stocky, right? No, and, and that's um, yeah, he's stocky. Right. He's no, yeah, Fromber is yeah. like built. I I would imagine, yeah, none of them are fat. You know who would be more fun if he were fatter? Who? Ryan Stanek. If Ryan Stanek put on about fifty pounds, yeah, well, he's got a little bit of that skinny fat deal. I going. need him to be fatter. Yeah, like with that a, long hair, like a broomstick with a pot belly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got that. That's why it's so weird that he's not a redneck. Because in I so know. many ways, it's so disappointing when he talks, <laughs> because he just looks like a river rat from Missouri <laughs> or something. And he just he he opens his mouth, and you're like, oh, this guy's like actually like learned and stuff. Yeah, it annoys me. I feel like I shouldn't trust him. 
Yeah, yeah, worst eating habits on the Astros. That's a good one. Luis Garcia, like he's another one where I don't think I think he's like more muscular than yeah. you. Because baseball uniforms make guys look a hundred percent. Like you'd have like really you wouldn't have a clue that El Tuve's as jacked as he is. Right. Because of the baggy jerseys and everything. He Luis Garcia, there was a picture of him floating around on the internet last year in a t shirt. Yeah. He's yoked up. Right. But the baseball uniforms, to your point, don't fit well. It's on honestly it. okay, this is gonna be the this will be the dumbest thing you hear on sports radio today, and yet also the most valid. No, we still got forty three minutes left. For all the various things that, yeah, I can do this. Um, <laughs> for all the various things that they've tried to improve baseball, like I do think that there's something about the uniforms, including. And I'll go this far. This is even dumber and yet completely true. The umpires' uniforms. These guys are wearing like businessman's gear from 1985. Like the big baggy pleated pants. They were like, it's one thing. Okay, fine. If you're going to have them wear slacks or something, but like, okay, update it a little bit. Yeah. And the the players' uniforms are not, it's, yeah, the bagginess and everything is something from like 20 years ago. It should be more, guys in the 70s wore tighter gear than guys now do. And in this age where it is so much about appearance and guys being shredded and like their impressive physiques and everything, you really don't appreciate the athleticism of a lot of these guys because they don't look like, NBA players or NFL players when you see them in their uniforms. I mean, I think there's a perception that they're not as athletic as they actually are just because they're dressed frumpy. Right. And you can't really appreciate their like the, the physiology of if it. If you go to a charity event and you see these guys, you're like, holy crap. Yeah. Like these yeah. guys are they're they're elite. Do you like the stirrups look with the socks with the short pants, or do you like the pants that go down to the ankle? I like don't pajamas? mind that either way. I like the stirrups. As it's long as the old pants school. are skin. Tight. Right, right, right. All right. You see every striation jiggling underneath there. Absolutely. Wait, did I say that or think that? I think okay. you're thinking it. I think the striations don't jiggle as much as yeah, they. That's yeah. true. All right. Um, the striations don't jiggle, jiggle. I got angrier. Jiggles. I got angrier at a game last night on TV <laughs> yeah. than I have at any Houston sporting event in recent history. It was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. It's on my Twitter feed. We're going to break it down next. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. So um, on weeknights, you know, that I'm, that I'm home, Amy and I, we, we like to, you know, just kind of sit in front of the TV. I got the computer out doing some things for the show, but watching whatever's on, usually sporting events, especially during baseball and basketball season on weeknights. But there's that soft spot in the day between the news and between primetime at 630 where you just need something to fill that void. And... um. Wheel of Fortune is on at that time. I love Wheel of Fortune because I feel smart watching Wheel of Fortune because the puzzles are not tremendously hard and the people on there largely can be very, very dumb at times. Last night was my breaking point, though, in watching Wheel of Fortune. There was a contestant last night, and if you are on Twitter, you saw me reacting to this at Sean T. Pendergast. Not going to play the whole reaction. Um, But last night just broke me for some reason. This, a woman by the name of Brandy, actually, she's besmirching the good name of your wife. She spells it differently. She put an E. Yeah, she put it. She put it. She hussy to me. She, she put a, an E uh, on the end. Okay. Um, Brandy with an E. Uh, but Brandy with an E. I E I E at the end. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I E at the end. Your Brandy is just an I at the end of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, the um the good name of Brandy was besmirched by this woman, who. I'm going to set up the puzzle here as easily as I can on the radio. It's more about my reaction to it that people <laughs> seem to like. Um, the The puzzle was one of those ones where they take a word and put a blank in front of it. Like last night was blank pole. And so the puzzle is four words in crossword style that you could put in front of the word pole. Yeah. Tent pole, telephone pole. Those were basically filled in. The other two, crossword style, were clearly going to be south and ski. And they shared the S at the beginning of each of those words. Again, crossword style. So you, some of these words are sharing letters with each other. So south, ski, tent, telephone. That's the, that's the answer to the puzzle. The S in ski and south was still blank. So that was one of the letters that needed to be solved. Brandy chose to solve it, thinking she knew what it was without having put the S in there. And here's what ensued. Watch this. I like to solve a puzzle. All right, say anything. Don't add anything. South, ski. North, ski, tent, telephone. What the f***? (laughs) North, ski. That's an S. You can't just change it from an N to an S. She literally f***ing said north, ski, Tent telephone. These people are so f***ing stupid. My God. North ski tent. Where do they find these f***ing people? Christ. I threw the remote <laughs> into the couch. For some reason, Brandy broke me last night. <laughs> Did she? Uh, was she just nervous? Maybe. Did she misspeak? Maybe. Like she, she didn't couldn't s- have possibly. Like if she was smart enough to figure that out. Like she could. 
clearly read. She um, didn't seem nervous because right before that, she won one of those. She one of the letters she got right in guessing. Yeah. The 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 little triangle she got you know the triangle that's got the dollar amount on it after the spin had one of those little ancillary prizes on it like a little plate and you oh not only are you getting five hundred dollars for this L you just guessed but you get a variety of Avon products. Pick up that little Avon placard yeah. and show it to the camera. She was showing it like she just caught a fish like Lopez out in the bay. Just holding it up real proud. She didn't seem nervous to me. She was just dumb. Yeah. She was dumb. Yeah, yeah. She so thought you're... North and Ski began with the same letter, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> what did uh, what did Sajak do? Uh, he's always nice to people like that. What is this word puzzle stuff they do now? When did they introduce that? It's just one of the types of puzzles they do. Like Have they, they always done that? No, it's pretty new. It sounds newfangled. It's newfangled. It's pretty good. They're, they're pretty good at coming up with... Coming up with new stuff, except hosts and hostesses is who've Vanna been there for 30 years. Vanna's still on. I what like Pat Sajak and Vanna White. She wears... Uh, is she gussied up? She wears like sh nice short dresses. She looks great. She's yeah. like 68 years old. She looks incredible. 68 is the new 23. Yes, for her. 68 She's is got the, the new, resources. What did you say? 68 is the new like 42? Yeah, yeah. It's probably late 42 40s. used to be bad. Smoking, uh, I, got, I got news for you, Sean. I'm pretty sure smoking's bad for you. I swear. I look back. Shut up. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost positive. Um, no, if you look back at, like, athletes who used to smoke, um, business people, actors, everything, they used to fall off a cliff after the 40s. You're right. As a society, it, we skew younger now as we get old. Like, you know. Everybody. I'm, no, but people in general just, yeah, the standards are a little different. Like, because people, I don't think people, I think it was rare that, like, a 65-year-old had a daily exercise regimen back in the day. It was, you retired from GE, uh, you drank scotch and, and smoked for a couple years, and then you croaked. And whereas now... You know, you hit retirement and you're relatively healthy. You're out walking, you're 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 swimming, you're doing something like that. Vanna is 65 years old. Yeah. How old do you think Pat Sajak is? He's got to be a little bit older than her, right? So yes. 70? He is 76 years old. Oh, wow. Pat Sajak. How old is Dusty? Dusty's 72, 73, something okay. like that. Dusty Sharp as well in his 70s. Pat Sajak is 76. He's still, like, clever on there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He's, He's still funny. He's still sharp. Yeah. Well, and he looks yeah, he's good gotta, too. He's, he's still working. Yeah. That's yeah. The other yeah. That helps. Thing. You turn, you retire. If you just if you stop working, all of a sudden, for some people, you go downhill fast. You're yeah. not challenging your brain anymore. I mean, he is, he's got to figure out puzzles like that, dude. <laughs> well, he's not like Trebek <laughs> was. Yeah. Well, they would always try to pass Trebek off. Like, well, no, he actually knows most of the answers. I don't care yeah. if he knows most. Of the, stop lying to me. I don't care if he knows most of the answers. His job is to just make nice with the guests and have them play the game. How much do you think Pat Sajak makes a year? Doing Wheel of Fortune. It's a syndicated show. Yeah. Does he own? He probably. I don't know. Like over the years, he's, got a he's probably salary. According to Forbes, he has a salary. But he's. But it's syndicated, so he's got really good leverage there. Yeah. I bet he makes um, thirty million dollars a year. His salary is fifteen million a year, according to <laughs> Forbes. Pathetic. I don't know how he gets by on that. Fifteen million. Fifteen mil. What how a much great, how great much was job. Trebek making? Uh, I would guess at least fifteen mil at the end. Um, I feel like those guys are underpaid. How is Strahan making like thirty million? Whereas uh, I know that okay, I know the viewership and everything, but I feel like I feel like those guys, Sajak and Trebek, drove the show in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, it's especially Sajak. Honestly, the degree of difficulty is harder for Strahan. He's on live TV. 
you know. Yeah, I'm not getting. I'm not paying people on based on level of difficulty. If that were every teacher would be making twenty million dollars a year. No, that's fair. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. Hey, kids, here's another lesson for you. Never, ever, ever, ever try to claim that something you do is good because you put a lot of time into it. Yeah. By all means, put a lot of time into yeah. it, but nobody wants to hear how many hours you put into something. If yeah. it sucks, it sucks. It and it doesn't matter how much time you put into it. It's my whole agenda for our post-show meeting <laughs> with our boss. I was going to remind him how hard I worked. No, I heard, somebody, I heard somebody complaining about this the other day. Somebody, like their boss hadn't approved of something, and they're like, I put so much time into it, and he doesn't appreciate it. I'm like, dude, you're just... It sucked. Yeah. Like, what you, or maybe it didn't suck, but that's the argument yeah. that it was actually good. Nobody cares how much time you put into something if it's not good work. Yeah. It's just it flat out doesn't matter. I think Strahan's good at what he does for what yeah. it's worth. And he does. He, I mean, it's Good Morning America. Oh, yeah. It's I'm not saying audience. he sucks or anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I guess not. it's just sure like the, the actual size of the audience is still. Uh, yeah. uh, 8828 on the trailer wheel and frame text page. Shawnee, that video tripped me out. I was worried that was going to hurt your brand. LOL. Here's what I'll say about that, because probably because of the cursing. I cursed a lot in that video. Here's the thing. I don't curse on this show because I'm not allowed to. Um, I don't curse in our podcast with McLean because McLean's not a curser. I feel like if I did stuff with some of the other people that I... Well, sorry. Right. No, McLean's not a curser on the podcast. You get McLean privately, he'll drop a few. But I, um, I felt that warranted cursing. She was that dumb. And as far as it hurting my brand... If anything, I have been galvanized into making this part of my brand. Yeah. Me critiquing game show hosts. You're a former football player. You are very qualified to do a YouTube channel where you're breaking down plays and coaching candidates and you're being funny about it because you're a funny person and all those things. And you could probably do the Wheel of Fortune stuff too. Let's be real. I'm more limited. I can't sit there and break down X's and O's and things like that. But by God, I can point out stupid people with the best of them. Yeah, I think you uh doing a... You should do reviews of game show contestants. Yes. And you could, uh, yeah. Could be my thing. Yeah. You know what I was watching last night? What's that? Brandon and I were watching um, the hitchhike wielding, the hack, hatchet wielding hitchhiker. Do you remember the kid that stopped an assault about like 10 years ago or so? It was like this drifter kid hitchhiker, surfer type, and some guy was attacking uh, a woman after he had run into it, a construction worker. In this guy, so he went viral because, as he was describing it to the news anchor, he was he got really graphic and talking kind of like uh, he's in a surfer. A surfer. He was like he talked about he had this hatchet in his back because he's also homeless. So like okay, whatever, he's got a hatchet. So he takes the hatchet and he goes smash, smash, <laughs> smash, and he went viral and he was like hugely famous for a while because he was this. He like on camera in that interview, he came off as this really lovable, just peace loving guy who was also weirdly capable of smashing a guy in the head three times with a hatchet, one time with the business end, <laughs> the third and final time with the business end of the hatchet. And um, But uh, as you will find out, there was way more to the story than that. Oh, really? Yeah, way, way, way so more. So is this a documentary that you Yeah, saw? it's a documentary. Okay. So like when they find the guy, and they're trying, yeah, this is all true, and yeah. like, uh, with real footage and everything. Right. When they find the guy, finally, they track him down after a couple weeks, and he's just like hitchhiking around, surfing, smoking weed. And with like the whole world's trying to find him and to interview him. The Kardashian company wanted to do a reality show with him. Holy smokes. They get him on Jimmy Kimmel and the kid's just a mess, turns out. Like, oh, wait a second. This this totally mentally ill stoner dude actually might not be so dependable. Might not and, be a great um, guy to put on a huge nighttime show. Yeah, yeah. And also there might be a, a history here with him. So anyway, oh, wow. they should, one of the things they were going to do was just movie reviews with Kai. His name is Kai. 
And they said they couldn't get through like two minutes with him because it was just going to be like him reacting and giving movie reviews. That gets old, too. And he started going into like basically, uh, yeah, he wasn't like genuinely funny enough in the moment to do it. He could have been an awesome just social media star, except that he he had other. Yeah, it's got to evolve. I don't want to be a spoiler. Things get what, where can I find that documentary? Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's okay. the What's it hatchet wielding hitchhiker. Okay. Okay. That sounds really good. It is really good. You'll recognize the. Um, Will I? I'll recognize the video. The yeah, viral video. Okay. Yeah, Kai the hatchet wielding. So I'm having trouble recalling it right. Now. Well, you'll you'll well you've heard the smash smash. Yeah, smash I, no, no that it's it rings a bell. You know this kid. It rings He's got a bell. that like kind of glazed over. Oh yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah. Yes, I do remember that. Okay. I'm excited. So it's a documentary. It's not a biopic really where somebody's a, playing him. No, it's a documentary, and it's an hour and a half long, uh, but it doesn't feel like it. Okay. Yeah. I just looked at my calendar. I've got free time today to go do that. As you can see, this is my day right here. See nothing in my afternoon? Yeah. I'm jealous. Hatchet-wielding hitchhiker. I'm jealous of your planner because you've got a small spiral notebook with two weeks planned out all on one page. Yes. That's uh, it's not so bad. That's, that's commendable. It's not bad. That's efficient. Um, Quick text here, 5826. Oh, yeah, Sean got a potty mouth. Yeah, see, I figure with as many people as it might hurt my brand that I was cursing in that video, I feel like there's some that I've strengthened my brand with. I didn't know Sean had that in him. Eight F-bombs in a 30-second period. Yeah, well, if you think that North and Ski begin with the same letter, you're going to get these hands. There's a guy um, There's a guy on Twitter, Super 70s Sports. Yeah, I, I follow him. He's yeah, great. He's really funny, and he does a lot of nostalgic-type stuff. Yeah. But he uses uh, a very one particular, like, pretty aggressive swear word a lot. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, he know like, there's, like, a certain percentage of his fans that will just, like, not stop, like, asking him to stop swearing and everything. And he's like, he's like, no, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. Like, yeah. Lean just, into it. And it is really fun. He uses it. He's very good at it. He's great. Some people are good at swearing and some are not. He's really good at it. All right. Payne and Pendergast with you. We'll find out what's going on on In The Loop. If you missed the news earlier, there's a former Texans coach who's back in our lives. We will tell you who it is next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Bill O'Brien is back. He's back in the NFL. That was big breaking news just now on ESPN that Bill O'Brien is back in the NFL. He is going to be the offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots. It's a huge upgrade over what they had, which was literally the worst offensive coordinator in the league. And Matt Patricia slash Joe Judge. That's how bad it was. They took a former D.C. and a former special teams coach. I don't know where that calculus comes from. I don't know where D.C. plus STC equals O.C. You add, Let's add a defensive coach and a special teams coach. And if we have them work together, it'll probably be an amazing offense that we have this year. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, it's Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien is back with the Patriots. Yeah, um, O'Brien's back with the Patriots. People in New England just pretty much expected that was going to be. It, it feels like maybe they've been just negotiating the last couple weeks, probably just trying to hammer out a contract. I feel similar to Easterby that O'Brien is probably thought of in a at least a different, if not more positive, light up in New England than he is here. Yeah, I think a lot of guys, a lot of people weren't fans of O'Brien as an offensive coordinator up there, but it's it's kind of a, it's a different standard up there where if you're not winning a Super Bowl, you're trash. So, and, and people didn't think he was trash. They always, I never liked the fact that they call him Billy O'Brien up there. Yeah, they do. They call him Billy. Because they have to keep Bill and Billy separate. Yeah. But I feel like it's a, it's a little bit infantilizing. It's also where he's from, so he's probably got a lot, he's probably got a lot of childhood people up there that he knew that called him Billy back in the day. Like people that come around the building. Did that, John Harris call him Billy? I don't know. Not, not recently. Him, uh, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. did he call him back in college? He called Was him he Billy O'Brien. Whenever I talk to Johnny about Bill O'Brien, like Johnny used to bring up Bill O'Brien Back when we did our show together, like 07 to 2010, yeah. when O'Brien was a coach on the staff, Johnny would bring him up then as a friend because yeah. they played together at Brown, and he would call him OB. That's what he would call the Stories him. about him as a player at Brown were that he was like uh, like a glue guy. Yeah. That he was incredibly just uh, like the rock that okay. held the losing squad together. Well, that explains why he gave exorbitant salaries to guys who fit that level of player on the Texans. That's how Nick Martin gets $11 million a year. I do Tough, feel it. smart, dependable guy. Right, it's right. funny. I feel like O'Brien, in a lot of ways, is kind of a, a good example of just what happens to people as they have to ascend through different roles and duties in life. Is that I think when he was a, a young linebacker, he got to be just, you know, probably – Blue collar, hard ass, old school linebacker. Oh, yeah. Teammates loved him, and he could be a guy that gives a good pep talk and everything. Right. And all of a sudden, when you guys start making decisions about people and have to start, you know, just that doing the unpopular thing at times, you gotta you gotta harden yourself somehow, and uh, it just it changes people. A lot of the, like I talk, I, I kind of half tongue in cheek talk about how a lot of NFL head coaches are kind of whack jobs. I mean, and they are. They're different dudes, but some of that is also that the job changes them. Yeah. When they get to that spot, because oh, yeah. you gotta you gotta make hard decisions and cut off alliances, and 
angered people that might have otherwise always loved you. It's a, it's a tough job. You're also making way more money than you've ever made, and your survival instincts kick in. Yeah. Like, okay, like I, <laughs> I, in previous jobs, I could be nice to people and maybe have a little bit of cushion for them. I'm now making $6 million a year, and I don't know that I'll ever have another job that pays me this much. Yeah. So I got to become a little cutthroat. Well, that's not even cutthroat. I mean, that's just that's just him screaming like a maniac at somebody. <laughs> um, so Bill O'Brien back. Do you think Bill O'Brien is a head coach again in the NFL someday? Uh no. I've always thought he would be a better I, fit in college. I don't think he's um I don't think he's introspective enough to like identify his blind spots. So you don't think he's taken a step back and looked at what failed him and Maybe Houston. he did. I don't know. He's just so angry. I think his, uh, look, I can recognize this because I've, I've had my own struggles with anger through the years. I don't know if you ever picked up on it. <laughs> um, but there's a certain, uh, there's a, there's, I feel like he's still at the stage where he thinks his anger is an asset. And then that's the biggest problem. A lot of people that get angry all the time and their first reaction is anger is that you view it, you, you really think of it as some kind of a strength when in fact it is an incredible handicap. And uh, I don't, I don't see him as, as having gone through that journey yet. Maybe he will. At some point, maybe he and uh, maybe he and Bill Bill Belichick would go off on an ayahuasca retreat or I was something. Just gonna and, say, yeah. yeah. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine? Wow. O, can you imagine O'Brien doing a pancha karma cleanse? Can you imagine like O'Brien <laughs> and Belichick at like one of these man retreats where they're like doing primal screams and everything covered in mud? <laughs> How mad would he be when he's just constantly vomiting and pooping? Yeah. <laughs> he's cussing everybody he's cussing out. out the, the tribal chieftain or whatever. You yeah, suck <laughs> and then, but at the end, the breakthrough is like, you're the, you suck, daddy. <laughs> I hate daddy. Yeah. Uh, uh, someone said on the trailer wheel and frame text page, Sean, you're stretching it on Vanna White, pleasant lady. Though in the previous segment, we were talking about Wheel of Fortune. I had a little Wheel of Fortune outburst last night. It's been captured by my wife and posted on social media. We played the audio. Um, Vanna White, 65 years old, looks incredible. Game. Mm. Yes. Yeah. 65. I would ask this texter six one six zero, who is the, who is name? Give me three sixty five year old females in your life, texter, and I would submit that blind that Vanna White is more attractive than all three of them. Looks amazing. I can't imagine like anyone way else. Way above. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree maybe maybe you. it's that we're a little closer to her in age. Yeah. By the way, I, I do think Bill O'Brien is going to be a head coach in the NFL, and I think it's going to be. For I would the, bet yes. New England Patriots. You th so you think, okay, this is where it gets fun. Yeah. Gerard Mayo is the golden child in the building. Not right anymore. Gar well, Gerard Mayo was sitting on all the interviews with the OC, supposedly, with Belichick. They they put out a press release. Yeah, they put but... out a press release. Hang on. They put out a press release <laughs> announcing that they were working on an extension with a linebackers coach, Gerard Mayo. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying Bill O'Brien doesn't have favored nation status. Yeah. What I am saying Billy. is. What I am saying. Yes, Billy. <laughs> And Gerardi, <laughs> what I am saying is this could create some interesting Game of Thrones things going on behind the scenes. It's already happening, I'm yes, sure. Yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. This is where we need Easterby to get plunked back down into that Oh, stoop. he's going to bring Easterby back? It's going to be glorious. It's oh, going to yeah. be glorious. Well, if he's used in the same capacity, which is what that's what people in the NFL do, they kind of get – they. They ascend to a certain position, then they get bucked back, and then maybe they ascend again. But if Easterby goes back to New England, it's going to be as a character coach slash 
uh, stool pigeon yes. for the players. Like, hey, guys, tell me about all your problems. And then pay no attention to me being in <laughs> Belichick's office afterwards. Like, what a bunch of idiot clowns. Stool like, honestly, pigeon. that's where, like, honestly, it was. Like, I would hear these stories about Easterby, and I'm like, oh, he's a mole. He's a narc. <laughs> you guys are such idiots. He's like, a all these, narc. All these dumbass clowns. Like, it was like the Derek Rivers and all these guys. Oh, yeah. Like, you idiots. Why you are you disclosing? my wedding. Why are you disclosing anything to this bald freak? By the a, way, no offense, Sean. I have. Uh, but it, <laughs> no offense. Like, of course, he's blabbing every single thing you tell him to the coach. Like, how are you this stupid? You're idiots. Yes. Yeah. I, I have yeah. to say something before we go on, though. Yeah. I was watching Wheel of Fortune Live last night. Okay. I didn't throw the remote. But everything you said, yes, I kind of echoed it, the uh, old uh, First Ward here, man, because I was like, you stupid Brandy. bleep. Yeah, uh, Brandy. Yeah. Just the, 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 I didn't call her Brandy. A lot, a, lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people are saying that. So this was like, uh, I wonder, if, did this get viral on social media? No. I had How a bad lot of, she was? No. Well, only, I'm, my video is the only one I've seen. I had a lot of people agreeing with me. I, it was amazing how many people were watching it live that were reacting to my video. I'm like, wow, a lot of people watch Wheel of Fortune. No wonder they make so oh, much money. Yeah. We're also getting up into that age bracket. That's oh, true, yeah. too. We are Wheel of That's Fortune true people. Too. We're okay. Wheel of Fortune people. Lubies. But, but <laughs> um, this is why it was so bad. There have been bad ones before. Mm-hmm. I've never seen somebody in that crossword format. She changed just the letter. Change the letter. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> What are you doing? I, I, I went from you stupid bleep to just laughing my butt off about it. So oh. I, I was with you 100%. Did you see the video as I posted it? I did, night? shortly later. Yeah, yeah shortly after. Yeah, yeah. There's, a do- there's another documentary. I was the voice of the voiceless. There's yeah. a documentary about a guy who used to, I guess back in the 80s, he would go to every single Price is Right. It's yeah. an amazing documentary. Yeah. I've seen it too. Okay. No, I haven't really seen it yet. Really no he spoilers. Memorized, yeah, yeah, he memorized all the prize. It's incredible. Yeah. It's really and, good. But then he would shout it out and help. Like, how are they still allowing the guy in? Can you tell me that, or is that a spoiler? I, you know what, I, I need to watch it again. Okay, all right. All yeah, right. I need to watch. I don't remember all the little. I remember really enjoying it. I don't remember all the little it's a, details. It's impressive, like that people did stuff like that back in the day when it wasn't so easy to even. You know, it wasn't even easy. It looked like in an era where, like, it would have been if he was recording, it would have been because he had a, a huge clunky VHS, yeah, yeah, one yes. of the first ones, yeah. and like and like you know, notebooks, and he probably wasn't plugging it into Excel or anything. It's incredible, yeah, yeah. yeah it was uh, way quick, back quick in the day. plug for a documentary that I have nothing to do with that I thought of you about, Seth. Of uh, Kai, remember Kai? Some yeah, mash? we talked He's about that last he second. Just, yeah. are, I, I loved it. Hold on a second. Yeah. Did you hear him talking about it earlier? No, it was off oh, the air. I'm guessing he didn't. Oh my god! I watched it about two weeks ago. It's awesome. Okay, no, I'm just and saying. I thought like, of it's, Seth. It's crazy that he brought it up. That's all. I know. I'm I a know. ghost. Yeah, like, about that. It's one of the it's one of the biggest promoted ones right. on Netflix right now. Plus, it's the a, audience may not have heard him. You bring it up a little earlier. Wait a second. You watched the 49ers <laughs> this last weekend? Okay, that's the same as this hatchet wielding. <laughs> it's good. Hipster. <laughs> it's a commentary on psychological, uh, I guess, uh, awareness oh, and yeah. uh, strength. That's wild. Yeah. Is it brand new or something? About two weeks ago is when I saw it. Yeah, it's one of the. I think it's yeah. top ten. Yeah. Oh, it I kept is? Okay, so it it's, it's current. Again. I felt okay. so bad for that dude. Okay, yeah. so it's not like Class Action Park that Andrew recommended from like ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. no, 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 no. Okay, um, well, I'm not as astounded. Yeah. <laughs> you should be. Um, <laughs> I gotta get out of here. No, I watched it because it kept popping into yeah. my screen. I got you. I, I got thought you. you. I thought you would like it. I got you. I just didn't know how old the, the documentary was. All right, um, we're done. We're out of time. Antibodies to you, Seth. To you, John. Thank to you, you Ben. Antibodies to everybody. Antibodies and everybody drives safe in the fog. Yeah, it's nasty outside. It's gonna rain like a mofo. There's one too. thing I remember from my aviation training. It's that your perception of distance is affected by fog. And also, don't drink before you fly. <laughs> Good advice, kids. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody.
Antibodies to you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.